Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello and welcome to the lightninginsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. Dot com coming to you after the Wednesday matinee, not really a matinee, but early start time game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Tampa Bay Lightning did come away with a 3-0 victory. That's 3-0 victory against the Hurricanes in the third of four consecutive meetings between the two teams. Tampa Bay has won two of the three meetings, and the final of the four straight games, of course, will be Thursday night at Amelie Arena at 7 p.m. And I just want to cut in here and give you some updates and why there hasn't been a podcast in a little over a week or so. If you've followed my exploits in any way going back to November, there's been a lot of home renovations that we've been doing, trying to take advantage of some of the time off, the unusual time off in the hockey calendar anyway and that involved exterior painting and some interior painting we did uh, redid the floors in the house uh, including the original kitchen floor we had redone and recarpeted as well while it was quite the adventure because all of that was supposed to be done prior to christmas and that didn't end up being the case the kitchen floors did not get put in until the middle of January because certain parts were on back order due to production issues because of the pandemic and COVID and everything else that's gone on in the world in the past 11 plus months. Well, so we finally got that done, but they had to come back out. Of course, this is the way things have gone and repair some of the flooring that they put in in the kitchen. Uh, So as soon as that got done over the weekend, My air conditioning went out, and if you remember back during the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, we were without air for, what was it, 9 out of 10 days or 7 out of 8 days, whatever it was, as we were waiting for a part to come in and be fixed and and fix our air. Well, it completely, completely went out this time. So uh, unexpected expense. It's not fun when your air conditioning go down. Thankfully, it happened in February and not August, which is when it happened the last time our air went out about 10 years ago. Uh, So while we were expecting it to go out at some point, it went out over the weekend. So my weekend was completely tied up and trying to get all of that taken care of. So to make a long story short, too late, I know, that is the reason why I was not able to produce a podcast over the weekend uh, with Greg Linnelli and, of course, I'm doing it solo right now as well. I expect me and Greg to be back uh, for Sunday to be ready to drop something 
in your downloads on Monday. So look for that again Sunday night. We'll record and, and have something for you Monday morning, a little bit of a deeper discussion into the Tampa Bay Lightning and what's going on. And uh, so I just want to touch base on what is going on with the team uh, since I had uh, this last discussion with everybody. Of course, it seemed like the sky was falling just a few days ago. Tampa Bay was shut out by Carolina in game one of this four-game set. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic pitched the shutout. It's the second time Tampa Bay has been shut out by the Hurricanes this season, and this is a team that had not been shut out. You have to go all the way back to March of 2019, the last time they were shut out in a game. Uh, That includes the playoffs, and then they end up getting shut out twice by Carolina in the span of a few weeks. So it, it felt like things were collapsing. And as crazy as it sounds, that Monday game in Raleigh, where they played lights out, out of their mind, for the first 11, 12 minutes of that first period. The shot totals at one point were 11 to 1. They came out like a team that knew and understood that that game meant something for a lot of reasons. First of all, you had to prove that you could score against the Hurricanes. But secondly, in this strange, unusual, unprecedented NHL season where every game is a four-point night, because you're facing division opponents every single night throughout this 56-game schedule. If you have a bad week against the same team, it's going to be tough to make it up. And that's kind of what the Lightning were staring at. Had already lost to Carolina twice this year, so that's an eight-point swing in the standings. And now you're staring at the possibility of losing another game to Carolina who leapfrogged you the previous couple of games, Carolina had beaten Chicago on Friday night. So Tampa Bay went from first to fourth in the division in a hurry. And not that there's any real danger in this team not making the playoffs. But again, if you have a bad week, it can really do some damage to your season. So that's what Tampa Bay was facing going into that game on Monday. And they played like it. And, uh, you know, I asked the question... Uh, of a couple of, of players that were available to us after the game, how much did you feel that they needed? Did you did you need to have this kind of a game? And you know, it's there's no must win games, 15, 16 games into a season, even when that's already 25 percent of your season. But it just felt like the Lightning had to have that game, and they did. They pulled it out. Andre Pilat had the eventual game winning goal. In the third period, Andre Vasilevsky was strong down the stretch to hang on to that lead. So you felt better by riding the ship a little bit. And they did. They righted the ship just a little bit to get themselves back on the winning ways. It's the first time they'd lost consecutive games uh, this season because they coming off a loss of the Florida Panthers on that Monday. So uh, for a lot of a lot of reasons, that that win, that game, really helped right the ship just a little bit. So you come into game three of the four game set, a 5 p.m. start. I know everybody's asked me how come it's a 5 p.m. start. Most times it's because of television. Usually has to do with NBC, but you're also seeing this. A uh, few other teams around the league are doing this as well. That the Florida. Dallas game on Wednesday also started at 5 p.m. It has 
something to do with trying to just give the players a couple of extra hours between games because there isn't a game on a back-to-back night. Uh, Same thing, I believe, with Florida and Dallas. They're in the middle of three straight games. Uh, So I'm pretty sure that they will play again on Thursday night. So it's just... It's just to do something to give the players that a little bit of additional rest. There won't be a morning skate in the morning uh, prior to the game, as we usually see. There'll probably be a player or two that goes out on the ice, probably the scratches and those who aren't scheduled to play in the game. But uh, that's a big reason why you're seeing some of these 5 o'clock starts. There's a couple more that the Lightning have on the schedule, including one that was rescheduled uh, later in the year against Nashville, which is also a home game that will actually be a 4 o'clock start. So just kind of keep that on your radar. Uh, But, you know, you go into this 5 p.m. game against Carolina, and not that you're looking to make a statement, not that you have to make a statement, but because you're coming off of the performance they had on Monday night where, again, felt like things got back to being who they are, their identity a little bit. And let's not, let's not mistake anything here. Carolina is a very good team. They're a very good team. They're missing one of their, their key forwards right now in, in Tavo Teravine, and he's out with a concussion. Peter Morazic is out with a fractured thumb. So they're a little banged up. But this is a very good team. They have probably the most underrated defensive group in the league they have Sebastian Ajo, who can be an MVP candidate. Andrei Sveshnikov is a budding superstar in this league. So they've got players, and they've got a bunch of players who play the game the right way. They play hard, and they finish their checks, and they do everything. They, you want to talk about a team that takes on the personality of their coach. Rod Brindamore played the game with that same approach that a lot of this team does, and they're a very good team. So it's not, it's not a shame to lose games to Carolina. But you feel a lot better going into this game on Wednesday, having come off of Monday's performance and picking up that win. And then you come into tonight's game, okay, look, we, we, we figure this out. We kind of know how we have to play. We know how we're expected to play. And it all comes down to me, puck management. How do you manage the puck? How do you prevent a very fast skating Carolina team from looking faster. You don't feed them. And we saw that, uh, especially the first part of Monday's game, where they just didn't feed the Carolina attack, which they did somewhat in Saturday's game. They fed Carolina, shortened the ice for them, and moved on. It's similar to the way they lost that Monday game a week ago to the Florida Panthers. Just too many turnovers. So you come into a game here on Wednesday, and it's the same situation. They managed the puck very well. Carolina had some chances, and they're going to get some chances. But when you've got 88 in the net, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, it makes a big difference. But they didn't feed Carolina. There wasn't too many of those egregious turnovers that have the tendency to end up in the back of your net. So when you make the game harder on the other team, you make it easier on yourself and you take advantage of your opportunities. And that's kind of what this game was. Ross Colton on his second career NHL shift on his first career NHL shot, put Tampa Bay into the lead six minutes into the game. Uh, Talk about a heady play. Ross Colton goes to the top of the crease. It's he said it after the game. I was always taught to go to those dirty areas 
and he got there. Uh, but it was all set up by Victor Hedman, who made a fantastic play circling back around the net and found uh, just put a puck in an area where Colton could get a stick on it, and he was able to kind of shove it underneath Alex and Delkovich uh, for a one nothing lead. Blake Coleman capitalizes on a power play opportunity to give Tampa Bay a 2-0 lead going into the first intermission. And you could just see it. Like, this was so far removed from Saturday's meeting between the teams. They just looked and felt different. Tampa Bay just felt like they were in control. You know, up 2-0 obviously helps, but, you know, they did a really good job of defending, not giving up a ton of chances, keeping a lot of the Carolina chances to the outside. And Carolina is a high-shot volume team. They want to put pucks on net from everywhere. So they're going to fire pucks on the outside. Uh, they're going to look for deflections, tips, rebounds. You know, the, the two goals that Jesper Foss scored in Saturday's game were both off a rebound opportunity. So they look for that kind of stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you just have to do a better job of sort of limiting uh, the lanes and, and limiting the shot lanes and everything that Carolina wants to do. And they did that tonight. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those typical Carolina just firing shots from everywhere. The Lightning did a good job of keeping the puck away from them. It wasn't really until the third period where the Hurricanes made a little bit of a push. And it's still 2-0. Tampa Bay didn't build on that two-goal lead until the very end. And that's okay. Because you never felt Carolina was necessarily dangerous. They had a couple of shifts where you thought, mm, okay, may, maybe maybe this is where they kind of get on the board a little bit and, and make the game a little bit tighter. Uh, the one opportunity that they did have, just a fantastic sliding save by Andre Vasilevsky to stop, I believe it was Warren Fogle, on the back door. Um, you know, so they, they created a, a, some opportunities, but 88 was there to slam the door. And uh, you, you get a 3 nothing victory. Barkley Goodrow with the empty netter with about 30 seconds to go. Uh, clean win. It's a clean win and it's a clean sheet for Andre Vasilevsky. We haven't said that, believe it or not, much about Andre Vasilevsky. There's been plenty of times in recent seasons, even going into the playoffs last year, where the Lightning would have a lead late and they would give up a goal and it would spoil the shutout. Of course, you know, that one that mattered, that game six against the Dallas Stars, of course, uh, that was a key shutout. But Andre Vasilevsky did not have a shutout going back to March of last season. Uh, that was right before the league shut down. But he is, you know, he has started, uh, you know, more than a dozen games already this season. And we've seen it many times to where the team, I don't want to say lets up or, um, you know, anything like that. But the, the shutout tends to get spoiled. Uh, it didn't tonight. A lot of it was because of that save that Vasilevsky made on Fogel uh, at the post. But it was, it was a clean game for Tampa Bay. Ends up in Vasilevsky's 22nd career shutout, which seems uh, that number should be higher. But it is his 22nd career shutout. And just a, a confidence sort of building game. We'll see what Thursday night brings. Carolina was not happy with their game. Reading some of the comments coming out of their Zoom calls. We can't even call it coming out of their locker room anymore because it comes out of Zoom calls. 
Uh, but reading some of their comments, they're not happy with their start. You know, their start on Monday was not very good. Their start tonight wasn't the best. It wasn't as dominating, certainly on Tampa Bay's part, as the Monday game was. Uh, but we'll see what, what Carolina has in store. Uh, I expect Curtis McElhaney is going to get the start. Uh, no reason to think otherwise in back-to-back situations. With Nadelkovic starting tonight, you'd expect James Reimer to be back in net for Carolina on Thursday. Uh, but you just have to feel good about the way this team has righted their ship a little bit. Not that they were sinking. Not that they were taking on water. Uh, maybe a little leaky. A little leak here or there. John Cooper alluded to that before that first game against Carolina. You know, look, they had lost three out of four going into Monday's game. Now they've won two in a row, and it's it's amazing what a win or two can do for you. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And that's, I think, what happens uh, with this team. And, again, another it's an important stretch coming up. Um, you've got the Dallas Stars coming in on Saturday. Now, take note, with all the schedule changes, uh, the game that was originally supposed to be played on Monday at Amelie Arena with the Dallas Stars has been moved. They will now play Tuesday night in Dallas. So, again, Monday night's game against Dallas is not going to take place at Amelie Arena. Uh, Instead, they will play Tuesday at Dallas, so keep that in mind. I I had to double-check on that one, too. I thought for sure they were just going to play Monday, Tuesday. Uh, But, no, indeed, the March 1st game on Monday will not be played against Dallas. Um, You know, and then you've got, after that Dallas game, you've got three straight against the Chicago Blackhawks. And when we looked at the schedule the beginning of the season – you might have looked at that and said, oh, eh, that's an easy stretch. Three straight games against the Blackhawks, who we figured would be battling for lottery position, not playoff position. Well, here we are at this point of the season, and, and they're sitting in a playoff spot, and that's not just on points percentage because they've played more games than most of the other teams in the Central Division. Uh, they're in a playoff spot based on their point percentage, not just points. So you have that opportunity now with one more game against Carolina, two straight against Dallas, and then three straight against Chicago. And that will lead into a couple of games in Detroit uh, as well against the Red Wings. But um, important stretch for this team. I just I mentioned at the top there that every game is a four-point game. Think about this swing. So Tampa Bay loses that game on Saturday against Carolina. And then they fall, I believe they fell five points, six points behind the uh, Hurricanes in the standings. And if you'd have lost another one of these games, all of a sudden now that's an eight-point deficit. While it is maybe more possible to make up ground, to maybe win some games and pick up some points because you're playing the same opponents every night, uh, you could also lose ground in a hurry. And that's what the Lightning were facing, staring as they ended up uh, losing that game on Saturday against Carolina. So now you have, again, with this stretch, important games against teams in a playoff position. Now, Dallas has stumbled a little bit. They did shut out the Panthers on uh, Wednesday. 
Uh, so they pitched their own shutout. Anton Hubdobin had, I believe, 41 saves in that game against Florida. But they had they were winless in six straight, I think, before that game. But you figure the Dallas Stars are going to be there at the end just because of their pedigree and, you know, having come off the Stanley Cup final appearance last year, which should be interesting. You know, we'll finally, finally, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock it on wood somewhere, that we'll get that first Stanley Cup final rematch with Dallas scheduled to be here on Saturday. But an important stretch. And how about the two debuts, the rookie debuts? We had Alex Barry Boulay. Uh, he's been talked about for a couple of years now, uh, especially coming off his Rookie of the Year campaign in the AHL with Syracuse a couple of seasons ago. He makes his NHL debut in Monday's game against Carolina. Looked really good. You know, you always look and see, are these players going to test the water a little bit? Will they dip in their toes and get a feel for it, or will they jump right into it? I felt Barry Belay jumped right into it, uh, made a couple of uh, plays, didn't have a huge impact on the game, um, but he looked good. He looked like he belonged. He got power play time, which is something that does you don't normally see, and maybe injuries play into this a little bit because Anthony Sorelli is out. Uh, the power play had kind of been a little stale heading into that game. So you give Barry Boulay, who made a living in that right circle in the AHL, give him an opportunity in a, in a situation to where he can be, uh, you know, just taste a little bit of success, if you will. Uh, put him in situations where they can be successful, and that's somewhere where he's had success throughout his career. So he got some power play time. Uh, and again, drew a lot of praise for his play. And then you have Colton who certainly doesn't come in with the same amount of fanfare as Alex Barry Belay. Uh, I would venture to say he's not even necessarily in the top 10 prospect list, if you were to put a prospect list together for this team. Um, but a solid player. He, he really, to me, he really stood out in training camp last season. Kind of really established himself as somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, had a good season in Syracuse. He's not a flashy player. He's not going to wow you. Uh, but he's just a solid. He's He, he kind of catches your eye in a, some of the same ways, and this is not a direct comparison between the players, but just in some of those same ways that Braden Point sort of caught your eye in his first couple of training camps, especially Point's second training camp. Um. He just kind of he had that feel about him for me and watching him last year in training camp and in the preseason. So he goes on to have a good year in series. He was not part of the summer camp as Alex Barry Boulay was back in July, uh, but they called both Colton and Barry Boulay up to the taxi squad last week. John Cooper said they wanted to get these guys into a game, see how they are, get a feel for them. See if they can handle it, how they look. And he lived up to that. Barry Boulay on Monday, Colton on Wednesday. Colton, of course, scores his first career goal. Not quite Nikita Kucherov level. Remember, Nikita Kucherov scored on his first ever shift, on his first ever shot, in his first ever NHL game, beating Henrik Lundqvist. You got to go all the way back to November of 2013 for that one. So this was actually Ross Colton's second shift. Come on, kid, be better. 
just kidding. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I mentioned the play by Victor Hedman, but, you know, gets himself into an area to where he can score, and he did. And that stands out. And you want to you want to look at pure joy. Look at the the expression that Ross Colton made after he scored the goal. Just the elation, the pure joy. You love to see stuff like that. It was great to see. Uh, you see a lot of players score their first NHL goals. We saw Cal Foot do it earlier this year. Um, just pure joy. You know, you, you you never players never forget their first NHL goal. You can ask anybody that's been in the league. They're not going to forget who their first goal was, who it came against, how it happened. Um, you know, so it, it was great to see that. Uh, so here you have two rookies making their debut in the middle of this. We'll see what the lineup comes out to be on Thursday, uh, whether or not Colton or Barry Boulay is back in or Jamel Smith gets an opportunity to be back in the lineup because I, I really like the way Jamel Smith has played and his opportunities that he has had. Um, Smith was moved to the taxi squad. Uh, he was on an emergency uh, recall, uh, which means as soon as they have healthy bodies, he's got to go back. You know, Remember, the taxi squad is an extension of the minor league team, so you have to look at it from that perspective. But uh, we'll see what the lineup looks like on Thursday. Uh, but just a, just a good bounce back, a good effort. Uh, if they can end up taking three out of four games from Carolina in this situation – I think that's huge. I think that's huge for this team. Uh, just based on how they felt coming out of Saturday's game and, and sort of riding the ship a little bit. So so that's big. All right, before I sign off here, uh, make sure you check out Manscaped.com. Uh, they are a sponsor of this show. Uh, if you can support the sponsors who make this possible, uh, check out their new line of cologne. Um, I, uh, I tried it on today for the first time and... Uh, I can tell you, I, 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 I got something that I don't normally get. I, I got some people kind of looking at me, checking me out as I walk by um, because I put the cologne on today. So uh, it's effective. It works. Um, it got attention. So uh, check that out along with some of their other great lines. Um, the lawnmower, the weed whacker. Uh, they got some great products. Check it out. If you go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BOLTS. You'll get free shipping and 20% off your order. So again, that's keyword BOLTS at manscaped.com and you'll get 20% off and free shipping on any order you make of their product line. And of course, if you want more information, some deeper detailed information on what went on in Wednesday's game, check out lightninginsider.com. There's two plans. If you're not already a subscriber, there's two plans. I have a monthly plan. At $4.99, I have a yearly plan at $40. Uh, if you want to sign up and, and become a subscriber, I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all the support that that does give. Um, so that's how you can get more in-depth. And, of course, if you have any interest in the 2020 Commemorative Stanley Cup Championship book, I still have some of those on hand. If you're interested in a personalized autographed copy of the book, just send me an email. It's eric at lightninginsider.com. And that's eric with a K, E-R-I-K at lightninginsider.com. I will put it in the mail for you. Uh, well, I'll sign it first, of course, and then put it in the mail for you. Uh, shipping is included in that cost. So uh, $25, you can Venmo me, uh, email me, and I'll give you the information on that. So again, Lightning Strikes is the name of the book if you want a personalized autograph copy. 
All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, as always, for checking this out. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you hit the five-star reviews. Uh, that means so much to us. Uh, I'll be back again, certainly by Sunday. Maybe I'll drop in with another one of these short little podcasts after Thursday's game or after Saturday's game. We'll, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. We'll be back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.